Hi, I'm Iris Muller. I'm a certified rehabilitation counselor and a proud mom of two children, one of whom has quadriplegic cerebral palsy and is nonverbal. And I'm Alma Schneider, a licensed clinical social worker and the proud mom of four children, one of whom has Prader-Willi syndrome. In this podcast, we discuss the uncensored truth about raising kids with disabilities. Prepare to laugh, cry, and hopefully learn something new. This is Two Moms No Fluff. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us at Two Moms No Fluff, the podcast in which we discuss the uncensored truth about raising kids with disabilities. And today, another episode in preparation for the holiday season, and I'll let Alma introduce the topic. Hello, thank Alma. You, Iris. Thank you, and welcome to everyone, new listeners and veteran listeners. We are going to talk about a topic that has to do, as Iris said, with uh, vacations or uh, just traveling, and it is what to do, strategies to make your life easier when you're staying in uh, either a hotel or an Airbnb. So, you know, Iris and I talked a little bit about this uh, before, uh, about the pros and cons of both. So, Iris, do you want to start with your pro-con of the hotel or the Airbnb? Yes, I think uh, for each their own, but uh, our experience, we've been kind of burned before with trying to book an accessible Airbnb and several times the interpretation of what accessible really means and uh, the actual reality of an apartment or a house that we rented uh, made it uh, such a bitter vacation that we are now sticking to hotels and hotel chains only in which we know that they adhere to the same standard that we are expecting. Uh, it makes our vacation a little bit less stressful because we know what we are going to find. Um, we actually are now sticking to a specific hotel chain. I'm not going to mention names uh, as we do not advertise in this podcast yet. If someone wants to pay us for advertisement, yes, I will mention which hotel chain. But uh, <laughs> at the moment, I just want to say that uh, it's just uh, accessibility is such a basic thing that uh, we once booked an Airbnb with a bunch of our friends, a, a huge kind of a, a cottage with lots of rooms. And we brought only our power wheelchair because after many, many, many discussions with the homeowners, it was guaranteed that everything is accessible, except she forgot to mention the few steps to walk into the house. And with that, we ended up having to hold my daughter in our lap to feed her or to be indoors in general. Luckily, she was still, I think about uh, eight at that time and it was feasible, but uh, this is totally unacceptable. It really did ruin our vacation. And that's just one example of things going wrong in an Airbnb for us. Alma, I know you like Airbnb, so I'll pass the mic on to you and maybe you can tell us why yes, choose an Airbnb. Okay, well, for starters, not having to do with disability, we have four children, and sometimes we travel with more than our four kids. And it's really important for us to have private space because of, you know, the different age groups and not wanting to be together all the time and everybody needing a little bit of space. But Airbnbs are a lot uh, less expensive than getting a few hotel rooms. So that's one reason why I really like them. But also because um, there is often 
you know, we have food issues. And so being able to prepare our own food in an Airbnb is really, really important because we don't want to have to go to restaurants. It's really important for us to be able to have control over the food. And I know that that's true for a lot of other families that have children with disabilities that might not be Prader-Willi syndrome like my son has, but um, just any kind of allergies or um, you know, just health issues having to do with food. So I love being able to prepare all of that. Um, I also like being able to make coffee, uh, whenever I want, which is, which is also something useful in an Airbnb if, if a hotel doesn't have, um, a lot of coffee for the coffee maker. So, uh, that's one reason also for us and for a lot of people who have children who have, um, a lack of impulse control, when there is a mini fridge stocked with garbage food, um, it is really important for us. And if we have to stay in a hotel, we contact the, one of the things you can do is you can contact the hotel and say, please take everything out of the air, out of the mini fridge. Um, keep it plugged in because we need um, to have medication that's cold. So I like having a, a mini fridge in there. Uh, but definitely do not want any food in there because my child can take it. And not only is it unhealthy and dangerous for him to eat it, it is a fortune, as we all know, to, you know, a package of Twizzlers could be $5 that your child takes out of there in the middle of the night. And we do not want that. So that food thing is really important for us. Um, in addition to that, it's really important uh, for us to have an Airbnb because our child could, or your child could conceivably leave the room and go downstairs and order uh, food that is then billed to the hotel. Cause there's always like a little gift shop with food in it or a restaurant. So for us, we don't want any possibility of that happening. So one of the ways that we can deal with that if we do have to stay in a hotel is to contact the hotel and say, do not allow anything to be put on our tab. Um, at all. So if our child did happen to leave and go downstairs, there's no way that they'll be able to buy food, you know, putting it on our tab. Hey, yeah, <laughs> challenges, challenges, yes. Uh, challenges. <laughs> complicatedvacations.com. This is what this episode is about. And so oftentimes we say it's not a vacation, it's a trip, not a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, if it is a vacation, my recommendation <laughs> is when a family does choose a destination to consider uh, if you do have a, a child with a mobility impairment to choose destinations that hosted the Olympic Games in the past. Mm. Because if they hosted the Olympic Games, they did host the Paralympic Games, meaning that there is plenty of hotels that are uh, nicely done in terms of wheelchair accessibility. There is more public transportation that is accessible. Uh, airports, uh, um, train terminals, etc., are wheelchair friendly. So it makes the travel much easier. Uh, I love going to London where every cab I stop has a ramp and we can easily wow. go on any bus, any taxi. And uh, obviously the uh, underground system is also wheelchair accessible and that's really nice. And same goes to Beijing after the Olympic Games. We've been there and it's just uh, amazing how New York City is lagging behind so badly in terms of using public transportation. 
So um, that's a, a couple of comments, but what is helpful in terms of hotels, the hotels uh, that uh, are near the Olympic Park might have uh, higher lifts and other uh, equipment like adjustable beds, etc., because they, that was used by the athletes during the Olympic Games or Paralympic Games. And uh, you want to do your research and call the hotel in advance to see what kind of durable medical equipment is already readily available for you. So when you come uh, with your family, you don't need to schlep a bath seat, a toilet seat, a hoya lift, et cetera, et cetera, because some of it might uh, already be there. That's my tip. Great, great. Uh, another tip I have, or another pro for Airbnbs, if possible, uh, is that sometimes our children uh, have a lot of meltdowns and it can make us very stressed out if we are concerned that we are making a lot of noise for the other people staying in a hotel. So there, you're not as close to other guests when you're in an Airbnb typically, and um, you can kind of sit back if your child is having a meltdown and wait for it to end as opposed to sitting there incredibly stressed out because you're disrupting other people's sleep. So that's another reason why I like I like the idea of an Airbnb. It feels more private. Uh, not all the time because you don't, you know, you have to make sure that you're in an area that is not, you know, you're not on top of each other um, with the Airbnb. But that's another reason why I like it. Um, and uh, I just, you know, Iris and I uh, Googled, we wanted to make sure that this did exist, but for children who do elope um, and leave, leave areas in the middle of the night, there are uh, portable locks that can be put on doors. So if you're in a hotel or an Airbnb to be able to put a lock on the door so that they can't, they can't leave. You can also barricade your, um, your door, uh, which I have done in the past. It doesn't always work, but if you can, or if you are able to pull your bed and put it in front of the door, that's another way to avoid having your child leave the room. We're talking about some extreme situations here, but guess what? We've had to we've had to deal with these types of situations. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I want to speak a bit about um, staying in hotels and uh, choosing a wheelchair accessible room or a disability friendly room versus a typical regular room. So uh, for for that, I want to uh, invite families to consider their needs because sometimes the a wheelchair accessible bathroom is um, equipped with a shower stall only and not with a bathtub. For us, uh, we always bring a bath seat for our daughter. It's much easier to uh, bathe her in a bathtub rather than in a shower. And also uh, soaking her in hot water really helps relax some of the muscle spasms and uh, you know, decrease pain, especially after a long flight. So um, don't uh, assume that choosing a wheelchair accessible room would resolve all problems. Uh, do, uh, do your research with regards to that. And also in some locations, we found out that in order to make the bathroom wheelchair accessible, they took so much space from the actual bedroom that it was impossible for four people because we are traveling, my husband, myself and two kids to maneuver inside the bedroom of that um, hotel room. So these are things that uh, are important to consider. And the last bit about that is that uh, sometimes when people see us, we come with a service dog and the uh, wheelchair and other equipment, the suitcases and the two children, 
they want to uh, help accommodate us and uh, we uh, a couple of times got upgraded to a suite which was really nice however in a suite we had a situation that uh, there's one king size bed and then the other bed is usually a sofa bed that opens up and because each of us would sleep we would turn we take turns with uh, helping my daughter during the night the person who ended up on that night sleeping on the sofa bed would not sleep because it was so uncomfortable that uh, uh, solution so sometimes <laughs> you know downsizing and going with a regular bedroom but uh, having two queen size beds might be more reasonable and comfortable uh, having a vacation with where the two adults did not sleep at night is no fun <laughs> i hear you i hear you uh, something else I wanted to mention was um, uh, getting a room if your child is afraid of elevators, because a lot of kids do have, you know, some sensory issues and you can have the ears plug up um, or just, you know, if you're not accustomed to being in an elevator, it can be scary. It was funny for me growing up in New York City in an apartment building that had an elevator. I was so used to it because everywhere you go in the city, you're in an elevator. My kids to my surprise, were really, you know, one of my children was really afraid of elevators because they had never been in one because we lived in the suburbs. <laughs> so uh, if that is the case and your child, um, you know, does have difficulty with elevators, try uh, ahead of time to get a room that is either on the second floor or the third so that you can walk down the stairs. Or if you, uh, alternatively, if your child needs to kind of get their energy out um, and, you know, you need to run them they can you can get a higher floor and go all the way down the stairs 20 flights if you know so just thinking about those kinds of things when you're um when you're traveling i think it, it can be really helpful uh and one last thing i have is you know more of the emotional piece we always like to bring in something about you know dealing with families and friends a lot of times when we are traveling we are traveling because there is some kind of a family event going on like a wedding or a party a reunion and everybody has booked a hotel room in the same hotel. And we might feel pressure to stay in the hotel um, or the Airbnb, whatever it is, the, whatever the accommodations are where the rest of the family or friends are. And again, this is, an, this is um, a time when it's really important, again, as we often bring up, to really think about what is going to make your life easier. So even if the rest of your friends or family are staying somewhere else, what is going to be the least stressful for you? What is going to be the most practical for you? And go with that. Even if you're feeling pressured to be with everyone else, you're not going to have a great time if, you, if you're miserable and you can't sleep because you're in a lousy sofa bed or something else. It needs to, the sleeping arrangements and the accommodations need to work for your family. So even if you're pressured, hold firm, explain your situation. If they're not accepting it, too bad. You need to do what's best for you and your family. Yeah, that's a good tip for life, Alma. I appreciate that. I need to remind myself those things sometimes too. <laughs> yeah. So something about hotels, you know, we were talking about fear of elevators and uh, my uh, child has a fear of fire alarms. And mm -hmm. obviously when there is a real fire alarm, definitely you need to be on a lower floor so you mm -hmm. can escape with a child who's uh, wheelchair bound. But uh, uh, with regards to the fire alarms, uh, hotels have, I think, their quarterly or half yearly uh, fire alarm checkups, and uh, this can really ruin a vacation for us. So we absolutely do call each and every hotel before we book 
to make sure that we are not there on a week that something like that is happening. And even if someone tells you a comforting message, it's only going to be about uh, 10 minutes. Skip <laughs> my recommendation. We yeah. once had the Oberoi Hotel in India actually change <laughs> their, week, uh, yeah. their week for that test because we were in, in the hotel and we explained to them the dramatic effect of something like that uh, on our child. It's like really a serious uh, serious problem so uh, but not every hotel is as nice as the Oberoi hotel in, in India so <laughs> just saying I think that uh, for for us it's important in hotels in general to to make uh, knowledgeable decisions about the the food offerings and when we can when we talk about that it's good to know for example if the hotel even has a kitchen and if they can offer breakfast in the hotel and if they do have room service if we come from an international flight in the middle of the night that there is something that's you know uh, available so we can purchase food for our kids in I don't know random hours when they wake up at 3 a.m and think it's the beginning of a beautiful new new day and there's no, <laughs> no nothing open around so um, th these are important questions uh, to ask and learn in advance and mm -hmm. The other thing, make sure that you stay in a hotel that has a laundry uh, room, that you can do your own laundry, because sometimes kids do get sick. Sometimes, you know, you go through a week's worth of uh, clothing in two days, happened to, ha to us before. And the worst is like looking for a public laundromat in a new city. Usually the touristic areas do not have those uh, services. You need to take a taxi for half an hour to where normal people live, not the tourists. <laughs> and th this is uh, complicated. So definitely worth uh, finding out in advance if there's a laundry machine in that room that is coin operated. Great, great tip. That's really important. And that's another reason why I like Airbnbs, because <laughs> oftentimes they have a washer and dryer. And the last thing that I have to add to this conversation is um, making sure that when you, if you have the benefit of being with another adult or someone old enough to stay with the child who might have some behavioral issues or, you know, physical impairments, it's uh can be very helpful to have only one person go in to check in and to check out of the hotel uh, so that you're not uh, sitting around in the lobby um, for a while where your child can get frustrated or you know bored and start acting out um, or checking out the candy section in the gift shop, which is always our downfall. So just making sure that that, that uh, process goes as quickly and as smoothly as humanly possible so that you get a text from the other adult saying okay we're going straight up to the room now as opposed to you know we have to sit here and there's a line and you know it's frustrating waiting around to get to get checked in or checked out oh yes it's a good one and uh, i spoke a little bit earlier about durable medical equipment that might be or not in the hotel Another thing that is really important for us, and you spoke a little bit about the mini bar, which is obviously very important to have a refrigerator if you're carrying your own special food or medicine, but also a blender. For mm. those of us who have kids on a liquid diet and uh, that have swallowing uh, challenges, 
a blender is a, a real bonus. There are uh, some uh, low cost chains that have like a library of items that you can borrow in the hotel lobby. One of them is a blender. But uh, if, uh, if the hotel doesn't, um, doesn't supply that to your room, uh, you might want to check in advance if the kitchen staff would be able to help you with pureeing food. Uh, some some hotel chains have been really user friendly, helping us with like mushing uh, salads, orders, and uh, I guess uh, other uh, fruits or meals. But uh, others were just not like it was. Uh, you know, the kitchen staff would not would not help with something like that. So in that case, I want to also mention the new development of like the small uh, portable blenders. Some of them are not very strong and uh, you can't really, let's say, mush an apple in them. But uh, it is a something that we take with us. And in case of emergency, if you just want to mush some pasta and meatballs, it can be done. That's I have a suggestion that you just made me think of. My kitchen hat is on right now. My chef's hat bringing a coffee grinder because a mm. coffee grinder for small amounts can can serve that purpose as well. Very smart, Alma. Every day with Alma, I learn something new, people. Thank I'm telling you. you, the best partner ever. <laughs> Alma, anything wow. else to order to add to, to order? <laughs> right now, I don't have anything else. I'm sure more things will come to me. And if you all in the listening range of our podcast can think of other tips and tricks for hotels and airbnbs to make it as stress-free and pleasurable as possible please let us know in the comments don't forget to give us a five-star rating if you like our podcast and a wonderful review so that other people will see that the best way for other people to be able to hear our podcast is to have reviews and uh ratings so we we're really trying to reach people who need to hear what we have to say Awesome. Alma, thank you so much yet again for another interesting episode. And I'll see you next thank week. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. For more information, please go to www.twomomsnofluff.com. Thank you. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give it a five-star rating so more people can hear it. Thank you.